This is stuff should know. Howdy, folks. This is Stuff OSU Should Know. I'm Katie Nelson, and I'm with Madison Ferris, and we're going to talk about an event that happened recently with her. So tell me a little about yourself, Madison. Um, yeah, so I am a junior at Oakland State University, majoring in strategic communication, minoring in political science, and um, I used to be the editor-in-chief of the Ocali. Awesome. How'd you get involved with the Ocali? My first semester at OSU, I was a transfer student in the fall of 2020, and I was taking a break from journalism, um, but, you know, I kept seeing the Ocali come out every Friday, and I was like, hey, like, I... I'm ready to be involved. I want to, you know, get in there. I applied to be a writer, and then they had an opening for their design editing position, mm -hmm. and I was familiar with the program, and so I got the job, and I've been with them ever since. Cool. So recently, an article came out by you that sparked a lot of controversy. What exactly was that article about? So I wrote an article um, at the heart of it, arguing that it should be up to students to decide whether or not they'd like to wear a mask or whether or not, you know. Um, make their own medical choices, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, just saying that professors shouldn't be given the authority or the power to require anything like that of the students, um, that we should be able to, you know, decide for ourselves what's best for our personal health. And um, again, a lot of controversy. And so I think that's kind of where all the negative press started. And that's kind of what snowballed this entire thing that ultimately has become a First Amendment issue, not really even an issue of opinion, but an issue of free speech. So, like, where did this start? What job did you have, like, to write? Was it about a piece with mandatory masks, or what was it that you were assigned? Um, so, I was editor-in-chief, so mm -hmm. I kind of just, um, I was not primarily a writer, uh, but we were receiving encouragement, you know, to write opinion columns, or just write columns, uh, editorials, and things like that. And, you know, this is something I'm passionate about, and it's something that I experienced. I was kicked out of the class for not putting a mask on, and I just didn't feel, like, that just didn't sit right with me. Mm -hmm. um, my interpretation of Senate Bill 658 um, of Oklahoma, uh, I felt clearly stated that that was not okay for that to be taking place within a, a school, state school building, and so that's what I kind of argued in the piece, just that I didn't feel like it was okay. This has not just happened to me, it's happened to other students as well. And so, you know, it wasn't just me throwing a fit or anything. Yeah. I was also trying to represent, um, I believe, the majority of students who would agree that they would like to make their own choices and their decisions about this, just because I feel, um, you know, that's I think that's something that people should value is the ability to decide for themselves. And I felt like the school was, you know, trying to take that away again. And yeah. I think it's time for us to move on. Um, but, you know, yeah, so that's kind of what inspired the piece, inspired me to write it. So when did you notice there was controversy following the production or the publication of your article? Right. So I published the article on my personal Twitter page. Okay. And I will admit to tagging multiple um, more conservative news outlets because I value what they have to say. I felt like um, I want people to see what they're saying. You know, I just felt like there was a lot of material that was synonymous between my work and theirs. And it is my personal Twitter page. So I was like, I can, you know, do whatever I want with this. And um, I do regret tagging them because, you know, when people saw that I had tagged, you know, these other news organizations that are kind of notorious for, um, you know, conservative news, the people reading it kind of only saw the tags and not really what I, the point that I was trying to get across. Mm -hmm. So I did take that tweet down because I just felt 
my point is not getting across. It's not really worth it to have it out there and just gaining negative attention. Mm-hmm. People blame me for the death of their family members, like just really hard oh. stuff um, going on if they're not really going to read the, the mm-hmm. piece and get the point that I was trying to make. Um, and so I took it down. And then um, on Monday, so that was published on Friday. Okay. So then on Monday, I was called into a meeting with my editorial staff, all of whom I hired myself, handpicked. Um, and they basically said, we want your resignation. I did not give them an answer. And I left and I demanded that they would have to fire me. You know, I was like, if you're going to take me down, like, this is how it's got to go. Um, and so after that, they kind of just refused to work. And so I decided that writing a letter of forced resignation would be the best way for me to be the bigger person and still get to say my piece mm-hmm. of what happened and also try to gain some peace mm-hmm. from all of it because that was a very, very difficult thing to go through and kind of be ambushed by. Uh, so, yeah. So earlier you mentioned how you felt like it was a free speech issue after the event had happened. How do you mean by that? So I think after all of the events that have gone on, you know, looking back, it doesn't really matter what my opinion was. It matters that it was shut down. And, you know, if this had happened to someone who thinks completely opposite of me, it would be an equally large problem. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just silence the voices that you feel that you don't agree with. And so that's why I would say, yeah, the opinion piece that I wrote in the beginning was about masks and it was about, you know, students making their own decisions. And I still stand by every word that I said in that column, but it's grown painfully obvious that there is um, division at OSU that is much greater than I think I thought it was mm-hmm. and that like free speech is under attack and it's coming it's been a slow moving train but you know I think that this really pulled the trigger on like just silencing mm-hmm. the voices of those who you disagree with and you know it's been a weird road it's been a weird situation I haven't heard a single thing from the school a single thing from Ocali media group since it all happened and so don't really know you know what's going on but you know I can say that if this can if this can happen at you know a state school in Oklahoma mm-hmm. it can happen anywhere and I think that regardless of your opinion that should worry you because the moment that we lose a common appreciation for diverse thought is the moment that we lose the ability to communicate and grow with one another just as, as humans of course who made them decide that they all could group together and like do this specifically like who was in charge of them necessarily so i do not know where they got the idea of that being like doable Mm -hmm. like that kind of leveraging of their work you know and me being there you know because two of them threatened or not two of them threatened to stop working one of them threatened to quit you know if i didn't Mm -hmm. And so I was really just back into a corner. I don't know who gave them that idea. I have a hard time thinking that they came up with it themselves. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there were other elements at play here. I do know that there was a lot of pressure coming from higher up in the journalism department, mm-hmm. including um, the director and just things like that. Because yeah, like online, the column, it got negative attention. Um, and people, you know, began just kind of saying, you know, calling this and you know, calling that. And the pressure of that negative attention, I think, for them wasn't worth keeping me. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And that was really difficult because I do believe that newspapers are made to start conversation. It was an opinion column, you know, so it was clearly marked, like, this is my opinion, not a news story. Opinion columns aren't held to the same standards that um, news stories are, you know? And so that was just... You know, that's a whole crazy mess in itself. And then to add that they wrote a correction to my opinion column. Last time I checked, you can't really correct an opinion, you know, because mm-hmm. it's opinions aren't facts. You know, I, I do believe that I included facts in my opinion mm-hmm. column, but, you know, it's not the Bible. Um, and so that was kind of difficult to go through. But, yeah. Were there any rules set aside for opinion columns that you weren't allowed to, you know, bring up certain subjects or such? I mean, I do admit to the fact that this was a very controversial thing to talk about. Of course. And I went in prepared for that. I went in prepared for a backlash. Um, you know, I was ready for it. I I knew I was going to get a slap on the wrist. I was I was prepared for that. Um, I I mean, like just to point out the fact that my advisor read this before, okay. our newspaper advisor. So he works, you know, with us, just kind of helping us whenever we need it and mm-hmm. things like that. And he did read this uh, before it was published. And so did my entire team. And none of them said anything about it. None of them complained. None of them made a single edit. Um, and, you know, I showed some indi- some of them individually, mm-hmm. specifically, you know, one-on-one, kind of just talking about it. And I was told it was good to go. You know, it looked good. Um, and then all of them had ample opportunity to read it because of the way that we proof our pages. Everyone is supposed to read every single story. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's just kind of mind-boggling, but they all should have read it and no one said anything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. So it seems like only whenever it caught negative attention. Do you think the same thing would have occurred if it were positive attention? Um, probably not because, mm-hmm. you know, positive attention wouldn't be putting pressure on, you know, them to try and make themselves look good. Yeah. So, so you feel, does it seem almost like they would call you whenever the opinions negatively were tied to you? How does it make you feel that as soon as it was negative, it seems as if their hands were tied and you were have to like you were led to be let go? I think that getting rid of me was the easiest way for them to kind of de-escalate the situation um, because our advisor was kind of under fire too. He had told me that um, after know. he had approved it. Yeah, and so for the for the negative attention online, saying that I had um, you know branded the colony or whatever and. You know, that was difficult for me to go through because, of course, it wasn't my intention. You know, I never want to do that. I never wanted to, like, offend anyone. I wanted to start meaningful conversations and, you know, things that could, you know, lead to clarity. And if I was genuinely wrong somewhere, I'd love to talk about it, you know, but I was not really shown anywhere that I genuinely made a mistake. So that was very difficult. Has this ever happened in the past because of a different article? Um, Not in my time at the Ocali. Have I seen like this level of you know repercussions i've had writers who got judgment for you know writing things even things that i didn't agree with but i always stood with them because you know the college journalism is the lowest level of professional journalism you know like it's it's the place where you learn it's the place where you make mistakes because it's the safest place to make mistakes and that's always what i told writers what i told my editors i'm like if you're gonna screw up like do it here you know and so i just kind of feel like it was a little contradictory because if i did make a mistake i was not shown the same level of grace that i think i would have shown someone else um if this had happened to another editor of mine if they wrote a column and it got a lot of negative attention Mm -hmm. i would not have 
dumbness. Of you course. know, and I think that that's part of what made it so difficult for me to believe that, you know, as the leader of the paper, I would not have allowed these kinds of things to happen. I mean, one week after I had been, um, I had, you know, turned in my forced resignation. You know, that Friday they published a letter to the editor written by an alumni from 1995 that was basically just calling me a terrible person. You know, and they put that in print. You know, and it referred to me as the editor, and mm-hmm. you know, I didn't even work there anymore, so I felt like it was kind of unfair that they would publish this piece that was really just slandering mm-hmm. me um, in the paper when I, you know, I was already out. Yeah. You know, no need to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Um, and so, I just feel like a lot, in a lot of ways, that this situation was handled very unprofessionally. Um, so yeah. So stepping forward, what are some things that you think? possibly people that are in newspaper work in college and advisors and universities get can do especially if someone were in your shoes again what would you advise um i would say that excuse me they're sticking it out and not not buckling under the pressure and with the forced resignation i did not view that as me quitting Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not a quitter I, they stopped working on that Tuesday. They did not publish the paper. And was, was your advisor like, able to help with that at all? With them stopping? He was not with me on that. He, I believe, was sided with them. I have, you know, I had a phone call with him where he was telling me, why don't you just take the easy way? Like, why are you making this so difficult? You need to just step back. You know, that's our advisor, you know, mm-hmm. the one who's supposed to just be there for the benefit of the paper and, you know, and so that was really hard to hear, too, because, you know, a voice that you trust, you know, telling you that you have bad judgment and everything. And I felt I felt very betrayed. And I'm 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 hoping that in the future things will change. The will move on. But, um, you know, that was very difficult to go through. Um, I would say if you're going through adversity, you got to stick it out. You know, like there's a song I've been listening to. It's like if you're going through hell, keep on going. Don't slow down, you know, like, that's how I feel right now. And so there have been so many benefits um, to me pushing through and, you know, just continuing to stand for what I believe is right. I mean, I got a job offer, a job offer from Bill O'Reilly. Like, yeah. what the heck? Um, I've gotten a lot of internship offers, a lot of me, and I'm so excited. So, so many benefits have come to, you know, pushing through. And it's been very difficult, and it's going to be continuing continue to be difficult to process and go through and it still is a very fresh situation um but i mean you gotta just stick it out and um you know if you believe in something it doesn't matter you know if other people think you're right or if other people think you're wrong if you genuinely believe in something you have to stand up for it because if you're not willing to stand up for something then do you really believe in that you know and so i in our editor training at the beginning of the year, we had guest speakers, and I just vividly remember one of them telling us, if you're going to write something, you know, stick your name on it, stick to it, you know, and I, I believe that that's what I did, and I believe that there's integrity in that, and that it's something that I can be proud of. Well, thank you so much for coming and sharing that. I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me today. I think that concludes our stuff I always should know. I'm Katie Nelson, and I spoke with Ms. Madison Ferris. I appreciate your time.